Hello, everyone, and welcome to Breath and Body Yoga's podcast. My name is Karen Asulin, and today we welcome John Friend. John has been teaching yoga professionally for 40 years. He founded Anisar Yoga in 1997, but since 2012, John has been on a radical, revolutionary new path with Desi Springer. And in 2013, they co-founded the Bowspring Method, a healing modality and postural template that has transformed the lives of students around the world. At Breath and Body Yoga, we've adapted this modality and we use this alignment system in all of our classes. Hello, John, and welcome back. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much. Well, today we dive deep into our roots, our feet, legs, and hips. And roots signify nourishment, security, and stability. Without strong and stable roots, a tree will not flourish. How do you relate this back to our own roots? Yeah, so for our legs, for our hips, in the Bowspring Method, we position and align the bottom part of the body so that we can move energy down into the earth, not only grounding us and creating that stability that you mentioned, but also giving a thrust where we can push down to be able to rise back up. Mm -hmm. So the length that we can gain in the central channel and in the spine is largely due to how much energy we can root down. The more we could ground, the more we can rise. So that's right. very fundamental in this practice. And how do you recommend even that one begins to engage their roots? Yeah, it's a good question because the roots, we, Desi and I, when we focus on engaging the roots, we start all the way at the toes. Right. So for many people, it's interesting because um, they can move their toes around, but it's often unconscious where the tendency for many of us is to lift our toes a lot. And it's, right. and it's interesting, too, that that's actually a very common postural instruction, especially in yoga, to lift and spread the toes, something I taught for years. And since working with Desi in these last eight years, there's been such an emphasis in my practice of softening the toes, the top of the foot, instead of that uh, continuous tightening on the top and stretching on the bottom of the sole of the foot, it's softening the top of the toes, but engaging the ankle. So instead of pulling the toes back and then trying to point the foot, what I used to call flointing the foot, this is more <laughs> where you're flexing your ankle, but softening your toes. And in this position, you can literally even engage the underside of your foot, the center right. of the paw or the forefoot, right in the center of what's called the transverse arch. That part can, you can learn to squeeze that area and literally hollow it up. Like if you're standing it, there's a, it's another arch right there. So that power um, gives and tr is translated all the way up the legs from the feet into the hips. And then that connection from the feet up to the hips can move energy all the way back down into the earth, out through the legs and the feet, giving this rise to the central channel. So yeah. for beginners, just being able to walk or take a step or just stand there and keep your toes soft. It's remarkable that we unconsciously just walking will tend to lift our toes. Yeah. So one of the first yeah. exercises we do 
is just even sliding the feet on the floor without lifting the toes up, practicing that, seeing if we can move our feet without doing it so hard from the top of our foot or the toes themselves. So that's actually where you start, just gaining that awareness of your roots all the way down to your toes and your feet. And then it translates all the way up, seeing that are you standing with your legs straight, even hyperextended when you're just resting, standing, waiting for somebody, uh, standing in the queue at a store, what is your default? So just by being aware of ourselves, we realize that a lot of times uh, we're locking out, our weight's back on our heels, our toes are up. Uh, So we're literally disempowered in the legs. And then it translates up into the hips where the tail will tend to go down and even scoop forward. The pelvis is even slightly forward or in front. The top of the thighs are in front. And so the energy, instead of rooting down from the hips, down through the legs, the energy gets pulled up. And this happens a lot when we tend to get nervous or when we have this sympathetic nervous system response where we pull up, we tighten the pelvic floor, we pull up in the belly. And this creates all kinds of issues, a lack of grounding, but even there's physiological issues that, that uh, arise like digestive and eliminate elimination disorder from just pulling our energy from our gut upward. This, this occurs with a lot of excess nervous energy. So with the knees slightly bent, the toes down and the groins hollow. So the pelvis is literally tipped forward, but moved back even behind the ribs when we're standing the pelvic floor is open and the energy of the belly, the lower belly, the energy inside the hips can root down through the legs, through the feet, back into the earth. So excess nervous energy can be dissipated. It can be lessened and you feel more grounded. You feel more plugged in and calmer. So the more the energy gets pulled up when we're uprooted, when our legs are hyperextended or tucked under, it actually aggravates our nervous system. We feel even more maybe anxious or unsettled. So the bowspring alignment in the roots is key for not only the power to get that length up through the spine to its fullest extent, but it's a way to naturally let the energy move downward in the belly to naturally ground into root, which is so calming for the nervous system. It brings a balanced rhythm to all of our physiology. And again, it just can start with just softening your toes and walking without lifting your toes. And it's just remarkable how much effect that can have. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an important point that you, that you just gave. And oftentimes even I'll find myself with my toes flying in my shoes, you know, when I'm just standing there. And so just to be able to ground down and, and um, really move that energy down, it's so helpful. Yeah, it if seems look, like a subtle thing, but it's a good observation. Yeah. Where, where are my toes in my shoes? Exactly. And it's yeah. funny that we, or maybe it's not so funny, but it's peculiar <laughs> that this is just kind of a habit. It becomes right. a habit. And if you happen to have any kind of heel, uh, if your heels are... Uh, substantial in your shoe, then you're going to, we'll tend to have our toes in a relatively lifted position uh, the whole time. 
Right. And that's that's an issue. So it becomes kind of a habit and it becomes a pattern in the connective tissue of the foot. And that translates all the way up through the legs, the knees and up into the hips and even the lower back. So it's so important yeah. to start with the toes. That's that's where we start in the roots. And then the real power of the roots is in the glutes, the gluteus maximus, all of the big muscles of the hips. When you're tipping your pelvis more anterior, so that means to move the groins, the pubis backward to get the top of the thighs to move backward when the knees are bent, the pelvis can tip forward. The top of the pelvis comes forward and then the glutes are in a position for maximum power. They can literally, you can engage your glutes and it's not engaging downward, but it's literally an upward, a mounding action from the base of the glutes where the, the top of the hamstrings upward toward the sacrum, toward the top of the pelvis. And that's that kind of mounding power of the glutes gives the thrust downward to be able to jump, to run, to have a lot of agility. Um, yeah. If the glutes are really working, all athletic performance is so greatly enhanced. Right. And if you're just standing there, if you have glutes, you have power to rise up. Your whole central channel will get more loft. It'll get longer, taller by even the power of the glutes to give the thrust. Like you're about to jump, well, you can root down through your legs and get this corresponding rising through the core. Yeah. What are some uh, athletic attributes or even different tribes that you can look at and see how they use this uh, blueprint to reach their peak, peak performance? Can you share some examples? Well, that's a good, that's a good uh, interesting question, too. You can think of um, there, if you're speaking about tribes, uh, first come to mind uh, more Bushmen in Africa that can just stand from um, just a still position and jump vertically so high. Mm -hmm. If you think of top athletes in the United States or in North America, Europe, and so on around the world, they're the ones like football, basketball, that can run and jump at, at the top level. And all of them have mounted glutes. You're not mm -hmm. going to see anybody with um, flat glutes or a flat lower back. The pelvis is tipped, the glutes are rising, and the belly, the lower back, is long, forward and up. It's a bowed shape, and that's coming out of the power of the roots. Right. Yeah, it's interesting to, to look at the athletes and see how their body is shaped in order to honor this uh, powerful blueprint. Back in 2012 and 2013, we did a lot of study of video of the top athletes in the world and just looking at wow. their form. And it was just fascinating to see the ones that run the fastest, can jump the, the highest, have the greatest agility, all have more of this interior tip of the pelvis, have very strong glutes that are literally like mounded uh, muscle, of course. It's, they're not small. Um, and there's even some comment that those muscles, the gluteus maximus, are the most powerful, largest muscle in the bottom part of the body. 
to give us that ability for all athletic performance. So you can see it clearly on the video. Right. Well, thank you, John. Thank you for deepening our understanding of the roots. And I look forward to our next podcast. So thank you for being with us today. Thanks a lot, Karen.